Welcome to the HuntCast, the most entertaining, informative hunting podcast around. And now your host, T.J. Schaefer. What's up, guys? It's T.J. Schaefer. Thank you for listening to the HuntCast. Man, I am sorry. It's been a few weeks, I guess a couple of weeks, since we released an episode. We've had some technical difficulties. We had an episode we recorded with one of my good friends that we're going to have to get back and and get it re-recorded because the recording sucked. And hopefully you guys know by now I'm not going to release anything that's a bunch of crap. So uh, anyway, dude, it is December 21st, 2018. We are... I guess four days from Christmas, and uh, man, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I hope that uh, you all have safe travels, and everybody, you know, Santa brings you what you wanted, all that good stuff, and uh, we still got a couple months left of hunting season, so uh, if you hadn't punched that tag yet, guys, I suggest you get pretty, pretty serious about it and try to make that happen. Before we get started with this uh, episode... The internet has officially exploded today, and uh, I'm not really sure uh, exactly what happened, But I, and I'm not really going to get into it too deeply right now, because I'm waiting on a couple of things, to a couple of people to get back with me before uh, we, we officially make a comment, but my DMs this morning have blown up on Instagram. Uh, apparently, and I may get this wrong, and if I do, I apologize, we're going to cover this in an episode. But uh, I, I want to let you guys know that it's coming and that we will uh, be covering it soon. But apparently um, this dude named Charles Post, who is, uh, I guess, one of the editors, so to speak, at the, uh, uh, what is it called, Modern Huntsman uh, Instagram page. And they publish uh, a book or a magazine or something. I'm not really into all that trendy stuff so to speak and so uh i don't really follow those guys but apparently one of them made some kind of anti-gun or uh, made a comment about gun control or or whatever and dude the internet went completely nuts this morning uh and and these dudes i guess were uh, had a partnership with sitka or something and sitka has since ended that partnership and uh i reached out to sitka uh this morning and they they declined to comment everybody they said that that would make the official comment was out on holiday leave uh which i understand but uh we're gonna we're gonna figure out what's going on with this whole situation uh we'll cover it in an episode coming up hopefully in the next couple of weeks whatever but um Guys, if you haven't already, I want you to, to take a moment and uh, run over to YouTube and search for The Huntcast on YouTube. Uh, we are just now kind of launching the channel, kind of figuring out this whole video editing thing and, and trying to bring to you guys in video format what this podcast is about, which is just the everyday hunter slash outdoorsman. And uh, so we, we've got you know, three or four videos up right now. Uh, we are currently booking, um, our, our turkey hunts for this spring. And I'm hoping that, uh, with the start of 2019, uh, actually the start, we'll still be deer hunting and such, uh, for the remainder of 20 or for the first of 2019. But I'm, I'm hoping that at, uh, as spring season hits, as turkey season opens up, that's going to be the official launch of our YouTube channel. And, uh, we'll cover, 
everything from from turkey hunting to fishing in the summer uh, to preparing our food plots and preparing our deer lease uh, for the upcoming archery season, which will open probably the end of September, 1st of October. And uh, then we'll just kind of pick up, like I said before, um, in, uh, in, in hunting season. So if you haven't already gone to YouTube and searched for the HuntCast, please do that now. Please hit subscribe so that you'll get all the video updates uh, and, and be able to follow along on this journey with us. Uh, man, it's, it's really cool. I've really enjoyed um, being able to document this stuff uh, in, a video, you know, in, in a video format. Uh, and, and it's cool. I mean, for a long time, I've always kept kind of a journal of my hunts and what I saw and what time I saw them and things like that. So this is pretty much just a uh, an extension of that. And, uh, man, I mean, I'm loving it. I'm having a great time uh, with the with the whole video thing. So if you haven't already, go on to YouTube, search The HuntCast, hit subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, please, uh, if you're on iTunes, subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a review. Uh, you can hear it also on Spotify. I mean, if you're listening to it, you pretty much know what you're listening to it on. So I don't really need to get into all the different avenues of 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 how to stream uh, the HuntCast podcast. But uh, guys, thank you so much for your support. Uh, We've been doing this for probably about six months now. And over these past six months, dude, the amount of support that you guys have shown us freaking blows my mind. Uh, Again, I always say it. I'm nobody. I'm just a dude in East Texas who likes to hunt, who likes to fish, who likes to enjoy the outdoors. And uh, dude, it's incredible how... You people all around the world have been just so great, gracious, and 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 supportive. I'm 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 literally speechless if you can't tell. So, thank you guys so much. I'm looking forward to some incredible things in 2019. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, and that's that, that 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 I can promise you. I can promise you. All right, so this week's episode, all right, I found this chick on, uh, came across her on my news feed and Instagram, okay? Um, I was searching some hashtags and things like that, which which I do a lot. I, I like to just kind of mill around and see what's going on. And, and here, as of late, like I said, with the YouTube channel and things like that, and, and the time that I spent with Ben Dedamani, uh, he shared some some things with cameras, and, and I, I've really just, um, I've have a lot of interest in photography now in videography. And, um, so I, I search for a lot of different photography, a lot of different art, things like that. Uh, my office has some uh, outdoor art in it. And so I'm always just kind of checking stuff out. I came across this, uh, this chick. Um, and as I kind of dug into it a little bit more, uh, she's incredible, an incredible artist. Uh, she is a great, outdoor enthusiast um she's traveled you know halfway across the world things like that uh just some of the stuff that she's done blows my mind and her art is fantastic dude and so kick back with your favorite holiday beverage whether it be eggnog or just a cold beer or a glass of water or whatever by the way i don't think i have ever drank drank a glass of eggnog in my life it sounds kind of gross uh, hit us up on the DMs and let us know if you like eggnog or or not. It really doesn't matter. That's it's kind of a stupid question. But anyway, fantastic artist. She's an Alaskan. She's lived in Hawaii. She's been all over the place. She's a Navy vet. 
Um, let's get it started. All right, we got Miss Abby Cleek here with us today. And let me tell you something about Abby. I, I didn't, I don't know who she is. I've never met her before or anything like that. She popped up on my Instagram feed and I started checking out these pictures. And dude, there is some legit art that goes on on her Instagram. And she actually has uh, kind of her own Instagram art page as well. We'll get into that in a minute. But Abby, say what's up to the folks out there today. Hey, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Hey, no, it's, it's our pleasure. Abby, like I said, I don't know anything about you other than your, than, than your Instagram. I mean, you got to kind of tell yeah. me uh, in your Instagram handle, just so everybody, if they want to like check it out and look along, it's uh, A-B-B-A underscore C-D-A-B-R-A. Is that correct? Yep. All right. It is Abacadabra, Abby Cleek. <sighs> See, I didn't, even put that to, I didn't even put that together. Yes, and I do have another art page, and it's Abby Cleek Illustrations or Abby C Illustrations. Well, there you go. And that is where my art is. Well, everybody press pause, pull over on the side of the road if you're driving, and look up her Instagram so you can hear about all this awesome stuff that we're talking about. (laughs) Abby, dude, tell me, I mean, tell me a little bit about yourself. How old are you? I am 31. Okay, and where are you currently living? I am living in Alaska now. Okay. Um, I've been here for about four months, so where, where are you glad at? to be back in Alaska. Where are you at in Alaska? Um, I'm in Anchorage right now. So right. Anchorage is where I actually grew up, outside of Anchorage. But, yep, Anchorage is the largest city in Alaska. It, yeah. um, it, it's about 50% of the state's population. Oh, good grief. Good grief. Yep. Well, hey, so, I mean, being in Alaska, in my opinion, we – you know, TV and everything else has made Alaska, as the show says, the last frontier. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, tell me about growing up in Alaska, things like that, going to school in Alaska. Um, you know, did 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 you your parents hunt? Did you hunt? Did your your family um, hunt? I mean, kind of tell me a little bit about your your growing up in Alaska. Yeah, growing up in Alaska, honestly, is a very awesome experience. I feel very blessed to be raised in such a unique, beautiful place. Um, I was actually raised outside of Alaska in a log cabin in Bear Valley. It's along the foothills of the Chugach Mountains, so it's a little on the outskirts. But um, So I was raised up there. Um, my dad's a carpenter. My mom's a school nurse. And, yeah, pretty normal childhood. Maybe it's, not compared to the lower 48. But Well, that, I was about to say, you know, yeah. pretty normal except... <laughs> not, you're walking to school and you got to wait on the moose to cross the road or something like that. Well, actually, my dad, he would drive us to school on a snow machine or six-wheeler, depending on the season. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty that's, cool that's, not, back there. that's not normal for East Texas. We, we no, drive to school with the air conditioner blaring. Yeah, I've driven through Texas before. That's about it, though. But well, you should I, come down and spend more time. People, yeah. A lot of good people are from Texas. I. I like Texas. Well, there you go. So you you grew up in Alaska. I mean, are there any memorable times of, oh, yeah. of y'all? You know, um, you're like I said, your family hunting, you eating wild game, or, or anything like that. Or y'all oh, yeah. pretty much, or y'all pretty much supermarket folks. Our freezer was always full. So my dad, he is an avid hunter. He would hunt stuff um, as small as like ptarmigan, rabbits, grouse to moose, elk, sheep. So he was definitely a huge hunter. Um, he would always bring back food for us, and we'd cook moose different ways, make caribou jerky. Um, 
fish. We fished a bunch um, as a family. So it was kind of a family thing we did. Right. I didn't do too much hunting. Wasn't a, you know, too much into that. I was a child, but um, yeah, we definitely got to reap the the benefits of it. <laughs> Well, cool. What I, came? Yeah. What What came after? I mean, you, you said you you kind of moved around a little bit. What came after Alaska? Like, tell me about. Uh, I, I guess you went. To, did you go to high school in Alaska? Yeah, I went to high school in Alaska. Um, I, yeah, I had a, a lot of amazing experiences as a child. We had horses. We had chickens. Um, we definitely lived a rural lifestyle. Um, we did a lot of labor outside. We helped our. I mean, that's what we did. We're outside all the time. So. Um, those are my most fondest memories growing up is just being outside and working on the yard and, you know, just unloading wood and just stuff like that, bonfires. And, um, yeah, when I was 18, I decided to join the Navy, decided to get out of Alaska and try to see, see something else. Well, that's pretty, dude, I mean, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, why, why the Navy? Um, well, originally, um, I did actually move to Florida uh, when I was 18, I actually graduated early, moved to Florida for about nine months, and I didn't realize it, but I moved into a retirement community. <laughs> so after that, I was like, eh, this really sucks. Like, I don't like this. So I moved back to Alaska, like, okay, I'm back in Alaska. Hmm. Got to make another move here. I want to go somewhere, I think. So I want to join the Air Force originally, be a medic in the Air Force. And then I think they were filled up. So, uh, my dad's like, you're not joining the Army, because he was in the Army. So he's like, you're not doing that. Don't think you want to do the Marines. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. So I was looking into the Navy, and they have medics also. They're called corpsmen. So um, I decided to go with that, corpsmen in the Navy. And before I did that, I learned how to swim, and I was this excellent swimmer because I thought you need to be a good swimmer joining the Navy. Yeah. You didn't. But um, later, that that benefited me. But um yeah, joined the Navy when I was 18, and um, best decision of my life, actually. Yeah. Well, that's pretty legit, dude. So what mm-hmm. what came after the Navy? I mean, did you get to uh, did you get to travel around a little bit during the Navy? I mean, yeah, I traveled around a little bit. Um, I actually went to core school in Illinois, Great Lakes, and then I was fortunate enough to um, get into dive school, which is pretty hard to do as a female I was the only girl in that school so I got to like hang out with the guys work out with the guys like I was their little sister it was the coolest experience actually of my life like really biggest accomplishment accomplishment I think I've ever had like that was I worked really hard for it but um so I went to dive school in Panama City uh Florida and then, unfortunately, three-fourths of the way through, I tore my rotator cuff doing pull-ups. So um, I they moved me over to uh, Pensacola. So I've uh, been to Pensacola, uh, let's see, uh, North Carolina, a little bit in California. And then I got out and decided to go to Hawaii. Just out of the blue. And, yep, out of the blue, I decided to <laughs> try out Hawaii. Because I've seen pictures. I love the ocean. I've always loved the ocean, like obsessed with the ocean and swimming and um, decided to try that out for size. <laughs> so, I mean, tell me about the decision to, to go to Hawaii. I mean, were your parents like, dude, you're crazy. Come back to Alaska. Well, 
my parents always thought I was crazy. <laughs> uh, moving out when I was 18, like traveling across the United States and then joining the Navy, they didn't take me seriously. They're like, she's not going to follow through. Yep, I did. And then, yeah, they were just like blown away. They're like, you're moving to Hawaii? Like, you know, it's expensive there. You know, it's hard to find a job. You know, all this and that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try it. So, I mean, it was great. I've, I spent all together about five years there. Oh, wow. So, yeah, five years. Um, I went back to Alaska in between for a little bit. But then I came back. It was a pretty cold winter that winter. <laughs> I decided to move back to Hawaii. <laughs> Holy cow, dude. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. And, and, and check it out. Going back to your Instagram. I mean, yeah. there's quite a few pictures of, of you free diving and stuff like that. Is that kind of oh, when you got into yeah. all that? Yeah, totally. Tell me and I've about- always been a great swimmer, right? I've always been super comfortable in the water. I had to do all this pool PT, holding my breath, just really comfortable underwater. So then free diving was perfect fit for me, like a perfect sport. Like I'm already just, you know, I can push myself in the water, hold my breath. Um, it's relaxing. It's good for your body. You can see like all this different life you can't on land. It's like a whole nother world that I'm like truly, truly obsessed with. Well, I, so, I, I have a confession to make. I am. Yeah. I, I grew up in, in Southeast Texas and, you know, we're the, uh-huh. in the Gulf of Mexico, basically. We were about 15 minutes uh, from the beach on the Gulf of Mexico, uh-huh. which is really dirty. I know there's, there's, there's zero oh. comparison to, uh, no clarity. to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, I am deathly afraid of things that live in the ocean. Like, you know what? Like that deathly. is a very common, common fear. Like, that is the most normal fear a human can have. I've heard it over and over, and I used to be. I remember when I was a kid, I'd swim in these lakes in Alaska, and if the seaweed touched my feet, I would freak out and (laughs) run out. I mean, that's just a natural fear we have. We can't see in the water. We freak out. So, I mean, did you have that prior to to free diving, or was your time in the the Navy pretty much conquer any of that fear and... Yeah, it was all in steps, you know, just finning in the bay to, you know, being comfortable in the water. That's another big fear is just being able to breathe and be you have your heart rate just just naturally comfortable floating and treading. So that's the start, you know, how it starts. And then in Hawaii, you got to be okay with not being able to see the bottom yeah. um, animals swimming by you like a dark shadow. Yeah, that's turtle. not cool. And then, you know. I always do get, no matter what to this day, if I hop in the water in the middle of an ocean, like I can't see the bottom, it's just raised down. Yeah. It takes me about a few minutes to warm up. I'm like, okay, like, all right, I got this. Well, like it's always a little bit. Yeah. That's somewhat comforting, dude, because I'm telling you, man, just to think that uh, uh, of you being just out in the ocean itself, it it Mm -hmm. freaks me out just even thinking about it. Uh, we had an episode we recorded with uh, with Valentine Thomas, who's also a, a free diver. She's a spearfisher woman, I guess oh, you could say. Yeah. Um, and she told a story that she was in Mexico, and she mm-hmm. had like hired somebody, her and a friend, uh, hired somebody to take them out in a boat, and they went and were spearfishing around a reef or something or a, a, a sunken ship. I don't I don't remember what the actual case was, but. Mm-hmm. Um, She's like, they're free diving and stuff, and she pops up, and she sees the boat. It's a little bit further away, and she goes down again and does some stuff, comes back up. The boat's a little further away. Eventually, she oh, can't see the God. boat anymore. Oh, wow. That's and basically, scary. the dude had ran out of gas 
and so he couldn't keep up with the currents, and so they got separated <gasps> from the boat. And oh like, my gosh! How said, far out were they? Oh, dude, like miles. Like she couldn't see oh, the she couldn't see the shore. Oh my gosh! That's and scary. her friend was very inexperienced, and oh, uh, I she, was... she. I mean, Valentine was like, I was just trying to stay calm because I didn't want my friend freaking out, and the whole time yeah. I'm really freaking out inside. She said, I knew which direction the, the, the land was, the shore was, and so we just started swimming that way. And it was like, they only had like a couple of hours of daylight left. Oh, my gosh. And uh, eventually, as they were swimming in, uh, they had swam for about an hour, and then a boat came by, and they waved them down. And, um, oh. Yeah, and so they— That they, is a truly scary story. Well, yeah. yeah. And then the dude who, who they contracted to, to take them out— uh, he finally came out there looking for him. He's like, yeah, sorry, I ran out of gas. And he took him to the, sh- the shore, and he asked Valentine, he's like, man, you got a tip for me or what? And she was like, screw <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, so, wow. yeah. But, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, if it, it, being in the water like that, and, and I guess it's a lot of like what you're saying. I mean, it takes you a little bit time to get used to it, and it comes in steps and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, dude, if you were to yeah. throw me out, even it's like. It's so humbling. Yeah. It, it, and that's the exact perfect word for it because there's this huge Super. world that is so much mm-hmm. bigger than you and you're out of your element. And, there's and it things... can change in a second. It can change. Dude. The current can change. The wind can change. Like an animal can just pop. Like, yeah, you don't know. Well, tell me, I mean, uh, we all, everybody focuses on bad experiences and I want to get to a bad mm-hmm. experience in a minute. But I mean, tell me about like one of your most glorious memories of free diving in Hawaii. If there is just one. Well, oh, there's, oh, there's a few. I mean, I love when a pot of dolphins just comes up and swims next to you. That is always going to be amazing, no matter what, how many times. Um, that's always great. Um, one time a whale came up next to us, a mom and her calf. Out of nowhere, our boat was, you know, rested. Usually they're scared or annoyed of us, and they kind of tend to, like, dive down if we're trying to get close to it or whatever you're not supposed to but we were just chilling we were in the water we were videotaping some stuff and all of a sudden she spouts like you know water spouts like 20 feet away these big humpback whales just and her calf swim next to us and it was just a crazy moment unfortunately i was kind of freaking out because that's never happened to me and i wasn't ready or prepared for it right and the water was pretty murky so i wasn't able to get like a good visual underwater right. i did overwater, but um that made me want to one of my bucket lists is to swim with whales i want to swim with whales so bad okay well um, i'll let that you was have a really that <laughs> <laughs> exhilarating time and then just caves like anytime you come across an amazing cave like I'm, I love caves, man. They're really fun. Yeah. Dark that, and scary. Neither one of those things are fun to me at all. Yeah. At all. Uh-huh. What? Tell me about a, okay, we're talking about scary, dark caves. Tell me about a scary mm-hmm. story. Scary story. Um, okay, well, I mean, not a cave. One time I was in the water with a tiger shark. I wasn't even scared, though. That wasn't a scary, um, it's scary to most people, I think, but scary um, one time I tried to swim. This is a stupid story. I was really stupid for doing it. Um, we tried, I don't know if you know where this is, but Oahu, there's this place called Rabbit Island. It's about, I don't even know, uh, a half a mile off the coast. Okay. On the east side, we tried to swim to it and there was this huge current 
that like started happening and it almost took us out to sea. Yeah. I was swimming as hard as I could getting nowhere. And we barely were swimming faster than the current. So that, that was actually the scariest moment I've had in the ocean. Yeah. Like, well, you current. have, you have convinced me never to free dive ever in my life. So no, uh, <laughs> you have to, there are really great, awesome, totally safe places. Little kids even do it. So yeah, there's places. How long can you hold your breath? So my longest I've ever held it static, which is, you know, just, I'm not moving. I'm just laying there. Right. Is three, three minutes and 40 seconds. That's okay. my longest that I've timed myself. I would probably cut that in half if I was like moving, diving. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's actually pretty generous. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty legit, dude. Well, I mean, okay. So after Hawaii, you end up back in Alaska and uh-huh. throughout all these travels and things like that, I mean, was art kind of always a part of your life? Yeah, actually, it's funny. Like, I am, I've always been the sunshine girl. Like, you know, my whole family, my sister, they're like these tough Alaskans, like Alaska to the core. And I've always just been like, I want to go to the beach. I want to go to the sun. I need the sun. I want to be warm. <laughs> like, I want to be warm. So, you know, that's why I moved when I was 18. I really wanted to see different, I wanted the sun, basically. Yeah. So, um, as when I was a kid, I, all I drew was whales and dolphins. That's it. When I was a little kid, that's all I drew. And then, um, while I was in the Navy one time, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends. I was kind of, it was a lonely kind of, I don't know, it was a funny time in my life. That's kind of when I picked up some paints. And I painted my first real adult paint, like, um, made my first picture. Yeah. Like as an adult. Right, right, right. My brain level and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I showed it to my mom and she's like, shut up. You didn't do that. She literally didn't believe me for like two (laughs) days. She's like, stop lying. That is not, you did not do that. I'm like, how do you not believe your own daughter? Like I did this. So I was like getting mad. And I sent it to her, and she, like, couldn't believe it. It's a, it was a picture of a cowboy boot. I, like, looked off some picture. And, um, yeah, she still has it hanging up. But anyways, that's kind of when I started realizing my my potential, just yeah. kind of born with, that God gave me. Um, so, and then it wasn't for another few years that I was – got into some classes and I was like into portraits. I wanted to do like dog portraits for my friends and everything. And then people started like giving me money for it. And I'm like, cool, some money <laughs> here and there for some doggy portrait. Yeah. And, um, it actually wasn't until I moved back to Alaska, the fir- not this time four months ago, but the first time it was about two and a half years ago or three years ago, I moved back to Alaska from Hawaii and, um, I was asked to do a mural for the 49th state brewery here. It just opened up and it's probably the biggest restaurant, very successful um, brewing restaurant here. Um, It's owned by David and Jason. They're really good guys. Um, Yeah. They asked me to do this mural of the brewing process and they let me have full freedom, creative freedom to pick out the images and kind of create this timeline for the brewing process. Yeah. And it, it was a huge mural. It took me about three months. I, oh, I dude. Every, every day after work, 
I just went to town on that thing till like 10 o'clock at night. And um, it was pretty, it was mentally and physically definitely really hard. It was one of the hardest things I've done. But um, yeah, so that was kind of the, kind of the starting point. And that's also when I decided I really like chalk. Yeah. I like working with chalk. Um, So that was definitely a big turning point for me. And then, you know, my name was out there and you know, got a little more recognition around town. So that was pretty neat, you know, for an artist. No, absolutely, dude. Not everyone cares about art and it's hard to get your name out there. So that was really, really awesome for me. And ever since then, I've been doing art. Well, I'm checking out, I'm (laughs) I'm checking out this mural. I mean, there's, there's pictures on your Instagram of different, you know, stages, like you said, of the brewing process and things. And dude, this stuff is like, I mean, this is legit. I mean, I, I can't even, I can't even, uh, it, it is all, it's char- charcoal, correct? Or chalk, uh, sorry. It's chalk, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all chalk, mm-hmm. and dude, it is, I mean, it's legit. It's it's some Thank really good stuff. Thank you so much. I pride myself on, like, I really like detail. Like, I want to blow everything up and get the smallest amount of detail, and that's what I, I love. I love that, you know, I can, I could have, I love that I could blow it up on such a huge scale. Right. And fit like, you know, detail into it. Right. I mean, the pictures yeah. of, uh, of some of the hops or whatever, I mean, it's, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's kind of what I was getting at is the detail is incredible. Thank what, you. uh, what, what was the transition into, which I know you do all types of art, but you have what really mm-hmm. caught my eyes. Some of the, uh, the, the wildlife art you have, I mean, you have yeah. some pictures of some rams and, and bears and elk and mm-hmm. moose. And I mean, dude, these things are yeah. awesome how what what so inspired that, is that? funny that is really funny how i got into this little niche so um while i was doing this mural i was like they're like you know think of some other things you can do and i was like okay i'm like what looks good with chalk you know you have to have the a right image for chalk to look good so like white white things are good and then i thought you know ram their logo is a ram so yeah. they're like, draw us a ram. I'm like, okay, that's perfect. Cause you know, ram's skull is white. The horns are white. So I'm like, that's perfect. so, um, I drew up this ram and like everyone loved it. I mean, I got a lot of like compliments on it. Everyone's like, that's badass. That's so awesome. And I just was realizing like, wow, like this is pretty cool. I like that. And then also, um, the, the horns of the ram, yeah. um, the texture right right like you know how i love texture i love detail and the horns really were so fun to do that i wanted to do more i'm like wow that was really fun and then you know a lot of my friends well all of them mostly they all hunt they're all hunters and they're like that's really cool abby but you know if you tweak this and make it like this horn make it bigger uh, make it a dull sheep you should do it you know they gave me tips on what hunters want to see right so I um I actually my friend Dylan Bell he he got this trophy I don't exactly know because I'm not a hunter but I think in like 2015 he won this gold medal for the biggest ram taken on that on that year uh-huh. and he let me look off his ram his horns to um sketch so I looked off his award-winning you know so it's like totally realistic right it's not yeah cartoony or anything um and that one was the best it was it turned out great I couldn't believe I did it I was 
amaze. And it was the first uh, drawing that I sold for like a good amount of money. So I was, yeah, that really gave me confidence in, you know, wow, I think people like this and they, they would pay for it. And wow, my dream's coming true. So that was the first doll sheep that really inspired me. And then, of course, I'm like, okay, I want all the animals. I want the set. I want the Alaska set. Yeah. So I did a bear and bears, you know, obviously are huge up here. Um, bear. I did a caribou for um, Double Shovel. It's an, a cider company here in Anchorage. Um, I did a humpback whale. I think I love whales, although it doesn't have that much texture to it because, you know, they're smooth. But, you know, they migrate from Alaska to Hawaii. So that was really Hey, that's kind of like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're my favorite animal, too. Whales are my favorite animal. So I did a whale. Um, yeah, I did a few different a moose. And I have a lot. I'm going to do a, a billy goat next. That's my next commission. And, yeah, recently Black Rifle Coffee Company, they contacted me and they wanted this elk. And I was like, cool, so let's get into the the lower 48 states and, you know, do some, see what they, because I know they love elk. You guys love elk. Oh, yeah, we love elk, dude. Yeah. I mean, we have a few up here, but I think they were imported. I don't think they're naturally right. up here. So, but that was really fun. That was a great, great piece and fun piece I did for them. Yeah, no, that turned out incredible. That turned Thank out you. really Thank cool. Thank you. And that's that cool was- that, I mean... Black Black Ruffle Coffee, they've kind of got their own niche into the outdoor industry as well. Yeah. A lot of a lot of guys uh-huh. who are, you know, top guys and things like that within the outdoor industry drink Black yeah. Ruffle Coffee, and they're they're all mm-hmm. buddies and all that kind of stuff. So that's yeah, super great cool. People. That yeah. uh, I mean, dude, that that's huge. That's that's a huge yeah. uh, mm-hmm. huge opening for me. Are you going to stay? Um, are you? Are, I mean, are you limiting? I hate to even say limiting, but are you going to continue no. to focus on outdoor I life really and want things to. like that? I really do want to. Um, I do. I go back and forth. I'm like, do I want to, like you said, limit myself? Not limit, but, you know, really focus. I don't think you get anywhere by just doing, being good at everything. I think you get places when you really hunker down and just focus on one niche, you know? Yeah. I want to get all the animals, you know? I want to get, you know, I've done a few heads, right? At first, I really liked the... The heads. I want to do like more full body mountains, um, but then it's hard. You know, you don't want to have too much going on with yeah. like, two colors, black and white. Yeah. So there is a way to, you know, there's a lot of thought that goes into what picture I choose. Um, you know, the background, the foreground. It's very um, for it to look good and be pleasing to the eye. Um, but I did want to say though, like. Um, my friend uh, Daryl Epp, he's a great photographer, and he actually lets me look off some of his photography. Um, he's so nice. Yeah, he lets me look off his stuff, so I have something to look off of, right. which I need. I right. need to look off something. I can't just, yeah. Well, so. dude, well, that's awesome. So tell, yeah. I mean, when, uh, are you planning on getting a website up? Do you have a website? Um, I have, yeah, I have a website right now. It is out um, kind of outdated right now. I'm working on a new one as we speak. Um, just kind of trying to get a little more content for it. And yeah, it's kind of a, a big, it's a process. I'm sure, you know, Yeah, no. Um, but eventually I will. Um, I want to put, um, some of my apparel there. I just recently started kind of, 
um, experimenting, putting my art on hoodies. And actually I got, it was very well received by the hunting community. Um, Yeah, they went like wildfire and it was, it was pretty awesome. So I want to keep trying to pursue that as well. Like put some of my art on clothes because not everyone needs a print of something or has wall space, but you know, clothes are easy to buy and they can still, you know, show my art. No, well, I think that is completely legit. I mean, I I just, like I said, it popped out to me on Instagram. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to encourage everybody uh, to go check out her Instagram pages again. um, Abby, tell them what it is. Okay, so it's uh, Abacadabra. Um, You honestly could look up my my name, A-B-B-I-E. That's my first name, Cleek, C-L-E-E-K. And it's ABBA underscore CDA. Crap. B-R-A. I got you. See, I'm watching your back. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And then then it's Abby. uh, What's the illustrated one? Um, So my art page is Abby C. Illustrations. There you go. And I think it would also come up as Abby Cleek. There you go. Yep. Well, guys, you have to check this out, uh, and we're going to have Abby back on. Give us a little bit of time. we got to get through hunting season. Hunting season is wearing us down little by little, uh, and we're going to get through it, and we're going to have a summertime episode with our um, chick who digs the sun, Abby Cleek, back <laughs> on, uh, and we'll talk fishing and all that good stuff with you and, and water and, and everything else and check up on you and see how your, your art's going. And so, uh, Thank you hey, so and much. we need Thanks. to, we need to get a hunt cast commissioned drawing of a white tailed deer. That's what we're going to oh, do. Oh, I would love to. Yeah. I'm going to, I got your email address. I'm going to send you some okay. pictures and I'm going to commission you to do the hunt cast white tail. And that would be, would uh, that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Well guys, that's it. That's our interview with Abby and, uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Huntcast. Stay up to date with all new episodes, special guests, and appearances by following us on your favorite social media platform. Search The Huntcast on Facebook or on Twitter and Instagram at The Huntcast. The Huntcast.